to another episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd LLC. Make sure you head over to the website, www.thehopnerd.com, for fundamentals, learning teams, support, and so much more. Send us an email, thehopnerd at gmail.com, and be sure to follow along with us on all things social media at the Hop Nerd or at Sam Goodman. Welcome to today's episode. Well, hello, howdy, hi everybody, Sam Goodman bringing you another episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast, and we are continuing down the path of this mini-series on curiosity, and today, as part of this, we have something very, very special for you. We have the one, the only, the amazing, the awesome in my book, my near and dear friend, Clive Lloyd sharing a few thoughts on curiosity. So we're going to jump right into that. But before we do, do me a favor, head over to the website, www.thehopnerd.com. Check it out. We've been working on redesigning the site. You know that there are a ton of resources and stuff there for you as well that you can download and use on your hop journey. If you need a little bit of help on that hop journey, I would love to be a part of that. You can send me an email, thehopnerd at gmail.com. We provide fundamentals and learning teams and safety stuff and stuff and so much more. Again, you can find all of that information over at the website. And if you haven't picked up the book, 10 Ideas to Make Safety Suck Less, please head over to Amazon and check it out. You can also get it on Audible. And then let me know your thoughts. Take a few minutes, leave it a review. That helps us an absolute ton. And last but not least, you know that we've got starting points, operationally curious questions out there. And I was doing a little bit of uh, a little bit of math. I know that's scary. That's that's scary. And uh, but I was I was doing a little bit of counting. And it's amazing how far and wide that little card deck has already gone. I mean, across the United States and into multiple countries around the globe. Same thing with the journal, because we offer starting points in a journal format as well. Starting points, an operationally curious learning journal, which is available on Amazon. And if you want to get the cards, you just go over to the website, thehopner.com, click on the shop and uh, check that out. So that's all I've got. We're going to jump right into this mini series with some thoughts from the awesome Clive Lloyd on curiosity and more specifically operational curiosity, curiosity within our world. So let's tune into that and then we'll be right back to chat about it. I'm joined again today by Again. The, the amazing. I don't even know how many, I don't know what the number is now, Clive. I mean, to be completely honest with you, this is like four, maybe, maybe four. I reckon four. Yeah. I, 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 you know, and it's always a pleasure to have you back here. I'm not going to make you introduce yourself this time because I think everybody, right. everybody probably knows exactly who you are. And if they don't know, it's pretty easy to find out or they could cruise back through the podcast and listen to the other three episodes where I've I've made you reintroduce yourself every single time as I was kind of going back and listening to those in preparation for our our conversation today. But I, I'm joined by the one and only Clive Lloyd and one of my absolute favorite people to get to, to, to chat with on the podcast. And what have you been up to? Let's start there. What have you been up to lately? All right. And it's great to be back, Sam. It's always good to chat with you, mate. Um, in terms of people knowing who I am, I will share with you that some people still think I'm a cricketer. That won't make any sense to you, Sam, because you don't do cricket over there. But 
Yeah, there's this other guy called Clive Lloyd. Anyway, I digress. What have I been doing? Probably the same as you, mate, in that, um, you know, still hopping on planes and going and uh, talking about things like curiosity and things like safety and things like uh, culture and things like that. So we're flat out. In fact, our whole team is flat out. So, again, never going to complain about that. Love what we're doing. Um, so, yeah, all is good. All is well. That's great to hear. And isn't it just awesome to get to spend time with organizations and help them kind of bring these concepts into reality and just to see that for me, it's all about that. There's a lot of legwork, right? And there's sometimes with their role, there's a lot of frustration. Sometimes there's a lot of going home and going, man, do I really have to go back there anymore? Not really, but you know what I mean? You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about, (laughs) but all of that to get them to that moment of that kind of like, that kind of click moment where you just see the light bulb kind of happen. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. If, there's, if there's no frustration, you're probably not leading, right? right. Uh, <laughs> you're probably in the wrong place at the wrong time at the very least, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> if everything's going smoothly all of the time, something's not right. <laughs> well, and so I, I, I've got to say too, completely off topic, but I totally relate to your issue with Googling and finding the cricketer because at least you've got a cricketer because if you Google me, you're just going to find a Southern gospel singer. Is that right? <laughs> the happy Goodman I, family. <laughs> I could be worse. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. That's absolutely right. It's, it's better than maybe like serial killer or serial some, killer. Some, yeah. something, something yeah. else out there, you know? <laughs> But yeah, so let's let's just jump right in because as we were kind of talking before we hit the the magic record button, we're we're working on this little bit of a mini series around curiosity, and I thought who better to invite on to chat about curiosity than than you? So let's start maybe right there with how would you define curiosity, and especially in this sense of our work worlds, and yeah. what role does that play, if any, in leadership? All right, so the last bit first, it plays a huge role in leadership. All right, so defining it, curiosity. To me, curiosity is a very human thing. It's, it's almost innate, this innate desire to, you know, to seek knowledge, to understand the world around us better. Mm-hmm. And I say innate there because, honestly, I believe it is innate in humans. Um, we want to know stuff. We want to know why. We, we want to try and work out the unknown. Uh, we we want to understand better the world around us. And while it's innate, it's like historically in organizations, it seems like it's been suppressed to a degree. And you think about it, we make a widget, right? So the way we make a widget is to go through X, Y, Z steps and we do it this way. And it's almost like there's, there's no need for curiosity in that. If you, if you bring it back to the safety field, I, I guess that whole notion about doing safety to people, there's no room for curiosity in that, right? right? You just follow these steps, you follow the procedures, and all this. What curiosity is is no. Um, you know what else can we do? Um, that that's where things like adaptability come from. Um, what will continuous improvement, obviously, because we're always looking to improve. We're asking those questions. Innovation. Uh, you can't have innovation without curiosity and so forth. So for me, it, it's all about that. But I do think historically. Um, just the, the way the sort of organizations formed, you know, you got your hierarchy, you got your management, they make the decisions. And then, um, again, the, the whole notion of work as imagined work is done, right? Um, this is how you do the job. Curiosity has been suppressed to a degree for a long, long time. And I honestly believe in 2023, the way things are moving, the, the pace of change, no organization can afford to suppress curiosity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no growth. There's no innovation. There's no adaptation and so forth without that. 
Yeah. No, that, that's excellent. And uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. There's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of pieces that I've been putting a lot of thought into with that. We were kind of talking before. Um, I spent a lot of time having that conversation. I'm sure you do with organizations around curiosity. And a lot of the time, the conversation starts with, well, how can we just make our people more curious? And I completely agree with you. I, th- I think it's pretty much innate, right? It, it's it's not that you lack curious individuals. It's yeah. often that the environment is just not possible to actually get out and exercise that curiosity. And then there's a lot of other things you said that kind of suppress that curiosity, whether that be fear, right, within the organization, just yeah. the hierarchical structure of the organization as, yeah. as they are, especially these really tall vertical structures and and kind of on and on, you know, something that we talk about a lot with learning and improving is this idea that, you know, some of the first steps in that is letting go of your certainty and your arrogance and your mistrust as an organization. Yeah. And all of those things tend to, as you kind of said, suppress that our innately curious nature to where we're still curious, but we don't really have the ability to use it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not desired, and so uh, again we um, we learn. Mm-hmm. And if we've learned that the way you get on around here uh, is to keep your head down, follow procedure X, Y, and Z, well then again people will tend to suppress that. It doesn't mean they're not curious. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean they um, they're possibly asking those questions anyway. But we're probably not going to hear the answers yeah. um, because there's no investment in it. Right? In in some, I think most people are beginning to realise. You know, in this fast-paced world, mate, we really need to get curious and, and quickly. Yeah, it's it's kind of the opposite. If if I had to put it one way to maybe boil that down into more black and white thinking, I guess, around that, I guess the way that I would kind of boil that down, which is probably not always the best way to think about things, but, you know, a lot of organizations have viewed curiosity as a negative, as disruptive, right? Yeah. As kind of, kind of bucking that system of really mediocrity, but it's 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 straying from maybe the path a bit, and organizations tend to approach that with this idea of like why why would we be curious? Things seem to be going so well. Why would we be curious? Things yeah, seem to be right. so successful. Why would we be curious when it might mean uncovering maybe painful truths or realities yeah. within our organization? Yeah. What why 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 would we want to do that? And yeah. to that exact point, you know, it it ends up not with people that are just genuinely less curious, you know, it just ends up with the ability to, to the inability to actually use it because the organization doesn't really want to hear it all that much. Yeah. And it might well be that, you know, everything is going well. So mm-hmm. why rock the boat? Why get curious? But, you know, all right, you can stay with that plan. I'm not sure it's a plan, but you can stay with that status quo. Right. I guarantee you that your competitors are not doing that. Right. And while it's all going well right now, your curious competitors are actually innovating. Yeah, and they're actually developing, and their people are, um, you know, contributing to solutions. And all of a sudden, things aren't going well anymore because the other organisations have overtaken market share. Yeah, uh, again, it's just not good business. No, not 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 at all. And often that curiosity and that innovation that is what led to our success in the first place, Absolutely. and how oh, oh how quickly we we, we forget right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once, oh man. Once we get a small ounce of success, we're like, okay, we got it. We don't. We don't have to think about that stuff anymore. Absolutely. You, the work we do, for example, you and I, uh, and my team, it's built on this. I mean, every I've been doing this work for two decades. Every workshop I do, mate, I'm doing workshops every week. Every workshop I do, I'm really curious. Yeah. Uh, for example, if there's um, if the group get really energized 
you know, for five, 10 minutes, whatever it is, I'm curious. And I want to know, all right, what was it? I, I call this calling the process. It's a simple psychological technique. Guys, I, I did notice the last 10, you seemed really energized by what was going on. What was happening for you? Now, for me, there's innovation in my workshop. Obviously, that, that's great. We do equally, though, if there's a lull, you know, if the energy drops, I want to know why. And I'll put it to the group. Guys, my awareness was, the, at least to me, the energy seemed to drop uh, after this component here. What are your thoughts? What was happening? And it, sometimes they just say, no, no, we were just processing that. Mm. Or it's, you know, it's after lunch, I need a coffee, whatever it is. Right. But we've honed the workshop, right, over the last, and we keep doing it. And because of that, it just keeps getting better and better and better. Yeah. If I wasn't curious at all, uh, I would have been overtaken years ago by, by people who are much more curious than I am. Thankfully, I've got a really curious team, so we just keep developing. It's That's just the work I do. Right. It's no different making widgets. It's no different in your safety team. If you're not curious, we're not developing. We're not innovating. We're not getting better. Yeah, and I, I think that's a, that's a really interesting point that it seems like as people – we can easily see the role that curiosity has played in propelling humanity forward, right? We can easily see curiosity as the route that's led to countless discoveries, right? From explorers long since dead, right? <laughs> that have discovered things and onward to medical innovations and on and on and on and on. We, we see curiosity as a driving factor uh, in, in the world that we see around us currently, Right. And we are continually curious about what that looks like as we move forward. I mean, that's why, I mean, some might argue with this, but we're probably living in the best version of the world that yeah. humanity's seen, right? At least to date, while that ebbs and flows yeah. it's up and down a bit, right? We, we still find ourselves as a whole, you know, through that curious exploration driving forward. But it seems like yeah. as organizations, as we've kind of been discussing, we seem to lose that curious edge. Right. And I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that as individuals, I'm saying that organizationally, right? Our organizations tend, it seems like with the more amounts of success that we generate, um, the more amount of, when you use air quotes here, stability that we've created within our organizations, you know, the less and less curious that we yeah. grow. So kind of on, I guess, on to the next question, it, your thoughts on how organizations can create and maintain environments yeah. in which people can actually exercise that curiosity. Yeah. And look, to your last point, I lead our organization. Mm -hmm. And I'm aware we're all busy. And I'm aware that, um, you know, sometimes, yeah, being curious, what it usually means is there's going to be work here, right? <laughs> if there's uh, curiosity, the likelihood, and this is a good thing, the likelihood is going to be change. And as the leader of that organization, frequently that change, some of it at least is going to come back to me, other members of our team. So it's unsurprising from time to time that we see this busyness, um, this, this workload challenge, and yet you kind of need to prioritize this mm -hmm. stuff. Otherwise, you just there's more to do later if you don't do it now. So, you know, what do companies need to do? We need to create... Uh, the time and the space to be curious. Um, I, I loved what Amy Edmondson said in The Fearless Organization. And she said, um, events that invite your team in, you know, to, to be curious, to explore, they should not be one-off events, mm. all right? They should be actually factored in. They should be regular forums that we hold. 
then people get used to that. And, you know, at the same time, we're teaching them other things. We're teaching them their voices are important. We're teaching them we, we want innovation. Uh, we're also teaching them uh, it's safe sometimes to share bad news, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, psychological safety, I believe, comes into that. It's all right to be curious. It's brilliant to be curious. But don't forget, if your people are too too afraid to answer the questions um, or even to ask them themselves, well, it's, it's not going to go very far. So I, I believe curiosity, when it's done well, goes hand in hand with yeah. psychologically safe teams. We also, I believe, need to embrace diversity, mm-hmm. diversity of opinion. Don't just bring in the people. Don't just be curious with people who are very similar to you or probably hold the same opinions as you. There's, there's limited growth in that. Uh, this is where diversity can extend into, because diversity is one thing. Of course, inclusion is the other one. And without that inclusion, diversity really doesn't hit all the buttons it could. Bring in different opinions, people who think differently to us. And again, I think that that really helps us to embrace diversity. Uh, yeah, you've got to explore um, or allow the time and the space for these activities. There's certain um, things we do in our organisation regularly, uh, a time where people know it's actually coming, it's safe to come in, share. Uh, sometimes we use kind of harsh language. We share what we call the brutal facts, you know, what's not working. Uh, it doesn't always have to be bad news, of course. What's working brilliantly? Um, yeah, where do groups get energised? What, what do clients really enjoy and get lots out of? But we got to, if you don't actually create the space and time to do this, it's so easy just to let it go. And if you let it go too long, you're going to have a lot of catching up to do later on. Just a few thoughts. Yeah, I, I love that. I absolutely love that because it's it's creating the physical room, right? The physical room for it to occur, right? And I think that's even back to some of our initial kind of conversation um, earlier in this podcast around this idea that it's usually not that your organizations lack curiosity. It's that the ability for them to exercise some of that curiosity or, or exercise it to its fullest potential, right? Almost always I find that when that question comes up, how do we make our employees more curious? The answer is never the fact that you need to make your employees more curious. It's almost always that you need to actually give them the ability, the, the physical room, the space, the time, right? Um, yeah. We've been spending a lot of time talking about this act, which is scary. It's super scary for organizations because organizations are productivity driven, right? But this act of deliberate, deliberate deceleration. <laughs> there we go. I'll mix those two words up again. I'm sure before we're done, but deliberate deceleration, right? Because curiosity seems to force, especially when you've got those couple minutes to breathe, right? Just as a leader, right? We think about you know, nondescript leader in any organization a lot of times they have a busy problem, not a lack of curiosity. Yeah. Problem. So just the ability to be able to, to, to actually have the room to declutter my schedule enough to be able to stand up and go just be curious and wander around. Yeah. You're creating yeah. that space just, just there alone, right? Because yeah. so often coupled with that question of how do we make them more curious? We'll toss in, well, I'm going to tell them like we do with so many other things. I'm going to do this yeah. to them. Right. I'm going to just add, you know, you need to go be more curious and you're going to have, yeah. thou shalt must do it. And we try to force those things. We try to will those things into existence. I really love your point on the time, the space, and then actually, you know, there is a benefit in some of those situations to carving out more formalized, protected, yeah. almost sacred time, right? Where we say, no, like, this is this this is important enough to us that we're going to create this space 
I'm going to give you enough time to informally be curious and explore the world around you because that's awesome. Yeah. But I'm also going to carve out this physical room to where we yeah. could actually do this, right? You're, there's so yeah. many positive things that you're doing in that, especially, and we're, we're operating under the assumption that this is well-intended and there's that element of psychological safety and kind of all those kind sure. of key pieces there. Of course, you try to do this without those things. It's probably going to go the opposite direction for you. I think most people listening would probably realize that. Um, but there's so many positive things that are born from that, right? Obviously, the forum, Absolutely. obviously, the time and space that we know that this happens and it happens with frequency. But then just the extension of trust that comes along with that and, and the permission that you're giving associated with that, right? I, I think there's there's so many powerful pieces that, that would come from that. Absolutely. And again, when it's a regular event, even if people were hesitant at first, um, they learn very quickly. It is mm -hmm. safe to ask the. It's safe to answer the questions. It's safe to share bad news. And again, you, you the more you do it, they there's an esteem around it. Um, this because this is a regular event. Clearly, management believe this is a really worthwhile activity. It's worthwhile to hear from us. I was rereading um, one of my current favorite books. What was it called? Ten Ideas to Make Safety Sunglasses. <laughs> you probably know the author. But again, in the book, you actually do state right in the, trust first, right? Trust mm -hmm. first. And I have seen leaders who you know. Maybe they're stumbling across this this notion of humble inquiry, whatever it is. They bring their teams in, they ask them a question, and ten minutes later they're still sitting there and nobody's saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> now it's yeah. not that they're not innovative, it's not that they're not curious, it's just they're too damn scared yeah. to actually talk. So again, trust always, trust first. Once you've done that though, and people get that ongoing evidence, ongoing uh, experience that it is absolutely safe, it's yeah. valued. Um that's when you're cooking with gas and gee that's when organizations get innovative and they actually really genuinely deal with challenges rather yeah. than pretense or denial all right there's no innovation yeah. in those things yeah, yeah. totally man. yeah and absolutely and that was that was um i don't do very many things by design but uh <laughs> in, trust as the first <laughs> element of that book was exactly that you know, yeah. and and that idea of starting with trust, trust always, and the extension of trust, right? Because that's back to conversations you and I, I'm sure, have constantly, um, is that so often, I mean, I haven't met an organization yet that's not asking people to trust them. <laughs> that seems yeah. to be the constant, right? <laughs> Where we end up trust having... Us. Yeah, pretty please. I printed it on the poster. It's on the wall. It's there. Yeah. Look, you can. But that extension of trust throughout the organization is usually lacking. Right. That that, yeah. that actual physical extension of trust. Now, great stuff. And and that book that I don't think I've heard of, 10 Ideas to Make Safety Suck Less, it definitely uh, it definitely has some references in there to another book, my, one of my most favorite books, which is Next Generation Safety Leadership. Right. So there's 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 several there's several several references in there to that book as well. <laughs> I must I must grab that. <laughs> <laughs> so last last question and um maybe uh, I, th I think a really interesting question and is this can organizations can there be too much curiosity within our work worlds can organizations be too curious uh look overall uh, i'd have to say yes sam but i think it, it's again about how we um how we approach it for example, just an ongoing, unbridled curiosity, Sam. I think, yeah, it can lead maybe to a lack of focus, um, mm. you know, constantly chasing new ideas. Um, I mean, if I use my previous example of where I'm curious with, with my workshop, with, with the people in the workshop, 
if I was doing that all all day, right? <laughs> just right. a moment. I noticed you were doing this, and ten minutes later, just a moment. Um, what we're going to do there is uh, we're going to move away from the core focus on what we're actually doing. Uh, so we're, we're sort of I'm interfering with their process of learning here. I'm interfering with with um, but not just my process, but their process too. So again, we, we need to be careful of that. We, uh, again, it can be information overload. We keep asking questions, we keep getting answers, but we've got all these answers. We haven't had time to actually implement the previous one. Um, so again, you, you, can, you can overdo that. But again, I think it's again how we approach this. There needs to be what I'd call soak time. Hmm. All right, we've been curious. We've got some really good ideas. Let's put those into operation. Let's see how they go. Rather than uh, we've got this solution, let's go with that. Then we change it very, very quickly. So yeah, I do think it can get in the way. Uh, you know, too many barrages of questions, interruptions. That's not that can put people off, right? Uh, I think. And again, we don't want to ignore ignore the core responsibilities we've got. Overall, of course, it's it's about balance. But yeah. but again, the more mindful we are in terms of how we approach curiosity, it's not like you can just hit the off switch, right? Right. It's not like you can say, right, Monday and Tuesday, we've been really, really curious, which is great. Let's now stop curiosity until next Thursday. That's not going to work. We're innately curious. We're still going to ask the question, but we need to sort of almost moderate that to a degree. So where are we up to? Have we provided sufficient soak time? Uh, we shouldn't be curious to the point where it's erratic, um, where it's just nonstop and pe people get tired of that. Um, so, yeah, we, you can overdo it, but I think, again, it's the way we approach it. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree, and especially the the point on balance, all all things in balance, right? I mean, that's that's sure. that's really it. And so, yeah, I, I definitely, definitely appreciate appreciate that. So, before we wrap up, any final thoughts on curiosity? Anything that you just, you know, this is a little different because I usually ask for your your last words, right? So, I'll, I'll, I guess I won't technically ask for that, but uh, since this is sure. a mini series special edition curiosity something <laughs> that we're doing here, um, but all right, yeah. Any, any um, thoughts? No, that's thoughts? fine. Well, let me let me just almost by way of a summary. I don't believe in 2023 any organisation can afford to suppress curiosity. We just can't. And I, you know, maybe we we haven't done that historically deliberately. Mm. But again, the more we proceduralize, uh, and again, you can really focus on safety here because we've done that a lot. We tended to take the curiosity out of safety by, by just making it all about policies and procedures, mm. um, then punishing people who violated them. I, don't get me wrong, I, I understand why we have procedures. We, we, we need to, um, even if it's for legal obligations. Uh, but if we proceduralize safety work, too much we do inadvertently often suppress this natural this innate curiosity people have no 2023 company can afford to do that your competitors are not doing that the odds are high uh, if we want to in innovate if we want to build diversity and inclusion bring those ideas in um, we need to allow not just ourselves to be curious we need our people to be curious we actually as leaders uh, we need to set it up we need to set the time space um, um, to actually be able to do it. So it's kind of a summary thought, but yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, I hope that that resonates with organizations out there, you know, for, for me, the, to, to kind of look at that and kind of pull together, just listening to your thoughts there and, and this kind of thing that's sticking out in my mind is really that organizations either live or die 
by Absolutely. curiosity and innovation or the lack of. All right, here's, <laughs> right. here's one final thought. Because <laughs> you, you, you spoke about before saying busyness, right? We're all busy, mm-hmm. right? We're all busy. It's just a thing. Here's the thing. You might feel that you're too busy to set up this curiosity. I will guarantee if you are too busy to be curious, you're not going to be busy all that long. No. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And that's it. You won't, you won't have anything left to be all that curious about probably. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> At the end of the day, other than, well, I don't know, maybe your curiosity will peak when you're saying, well, how did we, uh, how did we lose all that? How did we end up here? Yeah. <laughs> right? I've been busy. How come? Well, well, and even with that, and you know me, Clive, you know that as we talk, I'm going to venture down rabbit holes. That's, that's just what I do, even though we're nearing the end here. You know, yep. that busy thing always kind of stands out to me because our organizations are productivity driven. And I think with that comes a bit of short-sightedness that if if we can't see an exercise directly leading to a measure of productivity or a measure of safety or a measure of something, if we can't see how that just directly impacts that and near immediately impacts that, we tend to say that's not worth their time. Right? And it's so short-sighted. We lose the fact that curiosity, while you might not see that directly, in an increase in productivity and increase in efficiency, you know, improvement overall over time in the long run, right? Yeah. You just can't live without it. You can't. Yeah. In well, most facets of our life, especially right. at work <laughs> and especially in safety. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so first off, thank you for spending a bit of time with me. I always love to get to chat with you and I always love hearing your perspectives on these topics. It's just great to just just, just get to have the conversation and listen. And um, before we go, how can people find you? How can people get a hold of you? Make sure that you talk about Next Generation Safety Leadership too. I want to make sure that everybody knows where to find that because it's such an excellent book. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. And ditto, my friend. So look, easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn. Um, just Clive Lloyd, you'll see my mugshot come up. That's probably the easiest way. Or just through our company website, which is G-Y-S-T Consulting or gistconsulting.com.au. Uh, That'll take you straight there too. And mate, look forward to seeing you down under at some stage. That's the plan. We're not going to reveal too much, but so, so sooner sooner than later, sooner than later, it, it's it's got to happen. It just has to happen, happen, right? <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Sam. You take care, mate. Wow, what an awesome conversation with Clive. And let's unpack and maybe go maybe just a touch deeper into some of those key ideas that we were discussing. Clive talked a lot about creating the time and space for curiosity to flourish, for curiosity, the deliberate act of curiosity, the room for that to actually take place, the room for us, our leaders, the folks within our organization, to be able to physically get up and go and explore or to carve out this space in our super busy, often insanely busy world, to carve out this space to where we have some protected time where we can just be curious, where we can seek out innovation, where we can seek out improvement, where we can just seek to learn more, right? I think those pieces are vitally important to this conversation. We've talked a bunch about this idea of deliberate deceleration, that curiosity a lot of times needs 
that exactly what Clive was saying. Time and space, our organizations, a lot of times become hyper fixated on production. And we mentioned it a couple times. Our organizations have to be productive. We, we have to be productive. But curiosity isn't a cost to that production. Curiosity can help us be more efficient. In fact, it's kind of required, right, if we want to create improvement, if we want to better efficiency, if we want to better production, if we want to become less wasteful, if we want to produce higher quality. Curiosity is at the root of all of those things, right? And a lot of times when we're looking at that, we're seeing curiosity as a cost when really curiosity is a benefit. It's truly a benefit to our organizations. We mentioned it at the tail end of this interview, of this conversation with Clive, that organizations a lot of times struggle if you can't see that direct line from whatever, in this conversation, curiosity, to boom, this leads directly to making me money, making me more productive, and on. A lot of times organizations struggle to see that as a benefit. They just see that as a cost, but it's very short-sighted. Curiosity, we need to think of it as a long-term strategy, as a crucial part of our business, of our operations, of our approach. As a business, if your goal is to be innovative, if your goal is to be adaptive, if your goal is to get better and grow, Curiosity is absolutely mission critical. And that's the way that we really should be thinking about curiosity. Curiosity isn't uh, kind of sort of nice to have. It's kind of sort of maybe need it. Curiosity is, is absolutely mission critical to our organizations. A couple other key pieces that I wanted to touch on that, that Clive did a really good job of highlighting, especially around creating this environment in which curiosity and us being able to exercise that curiosity, creating environments in which that's possible. Leading into this, I, I kind of pinned out just really roughly, really roughly kind of pinned out some key ideas or principles for growing, maintaining, and practicing curiosity within our organizations, within our work worlds. And again, this is just a really rough pinned out kind of list of ideas. So I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it and to hear your ideas about what should be included or, or maybe not so included. But a really, 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 really interesting piece that Clive touched on was psychological safety. And that's one of the first things that I had written down on this list is that when we're talking about these principles of growing, maintaining, and practicing curiosity, one of the first things that I scribbled out was this. It grows in psychologically safe cultures and retracts in environments lacking psychological safety. So Clive hit that one right on the head, right in line with some of the thoughts that I was already kind of scribbling out relating to curiosity. Some of the other ones, a few other ones, again, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on these. Send me an email, thehopnerd at gmail.com. It flourishes in environments with healthy and respectful professional relationships, and it wilts away in the absence of these environments. It's to always be practiced from a place of trust, never seeking to find fault or blame. It focuses on the operational lived reality of those working within the organization, connecting the sharp end skill, knowledge, and know-how possessed by those that do the work with the unique information and resources possessed by those that lead. It's practiced always with good intent, only to learn more, help or create organizational betterment. 
It's done with the people throughout the organization, never done to them. Another key piece that we touched on in this conversation with Clive. Another piece of this that I added was it encourages micro-experimentation and innovation. And it always places the act of listening and learning before responding and fixing. So that was one, two, three, four. That's about eight, roughly eight. And I, I know how we like our lists and our principles. So there's, there's eight principles that I scribbled out for growing, maintaining, and practicing curiosity. I, I would love to hear your thoughts on those. But with all that said, let's try to wrap this up, put a little bit of a bow on this conversation on curiosity, on operational curiosity. We're going to continue continue this mini-series for the next few weeks, focusing on exactly that, curiosity within our work worlds. But let's put a bow on it by maybe saying this. Enabling curiosity goes far beyond individual actions. It involves cultivating a culture that embraces and celebrates curiosity. And as a leader, as leaders within our organizations, we have the power to shape the environment and set the tone for curiosity to thrive. Right? So encourage open dialogue, create platforms for idea sharing and knowledge exchange. And we need to celebrate curiosity-driven achievements. We need to emphasize that curiosity is not just a luxury, but it's essential for learning, improvement, growth, and innovation. As we said before, curiosity is not a nice to have. Curiosity is 100% mission critical. By actively cultivating a culture of curiosity by physically crafting an environment in which the practice of curiosity can occur, we lay the groundwork, the foundation for a dynamic and learning-focused organization where the practice of curiosity, the exercising of our operational curiosity becomes ingrained in the very fabric of the organization's existence. By embracing these kind of key ideas that we talked about, by embracing this idea of slowing down, of providing time and space for exploration, of listening to learn and on, we can unlock the potential within our organization. We can unlock curiosity within ourselves and our teams and throughout our organization. This idea of curiosity and operational curiosity it's not just some abstract concept. By embracing our organization's already curious nature and channeling this curiosity into effective learning mechanisms and by applying these approaches thoughtfully, we tap into this boundless curiosity that can help to shape our work worlds for the better. And last but not least, a huge shout out to Clive again it's always just amazing to get to spend time with Clive and make sure you go look Clive up on LinkedIn. You go follow him wherever you can follow him and make sure to pick up his absolutely awesome book, Next Generation Safety Leadership from Compliance to Care. I'm going to leave you with a couple final words that I share a lot, like a whole bunch, almost all the time. But be curious seek to understand, and go out and learn deliberately and often from those that GSD, from those that get shit done. Until next time, stay curious. 
for listening, everybody. We greatly appreciate all of your support of the Hot Nerd Podcast, the Hot Nerd LLC. If you need a little bit of help of bringing human and organizational performance to life, if you would like to take your efforts around learning and improving to the next level, yep, I can help with that. Head over to www.thehotnerd.com or send me an email, thehotnerd at gmail.com. Until next time, bye, everybody. Bye.